0: Aloha, and welcome to another episode of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. It is an exciting time. It's summertime. We are just wrapping up UH Athletics, and we're getting into our break. But is it ever a break when you are a UH fanatic? Because you're always thinking about what's to come and what's to happen this fall, which is very close. We're about 75 days away, I believe, from Vanderbilt. Um, And there's no one else I want to talk about this team then with our very own Sean Iman. What's up, Sean? Hey, yo. What's up with the brotherhood and the sisterhood? <laughs> <laughs> and What's we got, up, of course, our Shane Agno. What's up? La Head. What's up, man? Cool.
1: What's up, Warrior Nation? Sheesh. It's been Sheesh. a while. It has Bro, been a while.
0: Well, wow. <laughs> let's uh
1: get to talk story for a little bit. Coming down the days
0: counting down the days we're getting so close i mean as you re- as you know um vanderbilt like we said it will be that first game at home and i'm just going to spill it to you right now just tease you we're going to have a little hawaii sports fans kickoff event the thursday before that vanderbilt game so be on the lookout for that a little Hana event that you can come and meet the meet the brotherhood meet the um sisterhood Meet all of the hoods um, in the hood. We don't know which hood yet, but we're going to figure it out. Um, we'll probably be in the town area, but um, let's look forward to getting to know each other offline because at you know, Hawaii Sports Fans, is what we do. Um, if you head over to hisportsfans.com. You can see some tours. We're going to go to Michigan, and last time we were at Michigan. I, th- I think the both of you were there as well, right? Michigan Stadium. Aren't the both of you there? I've never been. I went Michigan. So, Sean was there. Um, you know, Sean, uh, what, what do you take away? What's the biggest thing you remember from that Michigan besides it's just, the, the, the deficit of the score?
2: It was just a big-time atmosphere. Like, that's that's big, big college football. Like, that's, like, legit, real. Like, man, that's the level that Hawaii, like, I'm hoping Hawaii can be on it someday.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just like out of worldly It's a different level, and that's the thing. That's why when you start to experience that, and that's that's what we do at Hawaii Sports Fans, is provide that experience and bring a seamless experience for you in terms of being able to do these amazing things. But at the end of the day, it changes your perspective on life, and it's something that will stick with you forever and ever, and that's um, powerful because it also makes you realize what is possible for your own school, and that's something when I go to all these schools, too. Um, You know, I I see what's possible for UH. That's why we can get cranky at times because we know it's possible. It's not funny anymore when you know it's possible. It's not just like, um, you know, wishful thinking. It's just, you you see what uh, other schools are doing and how they're rapidly going past your own school and you get frustrated because... Um, you know what's what's out there. But um, that game at Michigan will be a great time because we're going to go to see the Lions and the Eagles play as well there in Detroit and um, come join us at We're going to have a kickoff dinner there in Romulus, Michigan uh, right next to the airport. So if you're staying near the airport, it's convenient there. If you just want to come and meet some UH fans, we're going to have a dinner out there. So kind of something I want to do a lot this year with HI sports fans is um, do a lot of kickoff dinners. So a lot of you can get to know me without having to like scramble or poke me at a game or say hi, which I don't mind at all, actually. Every game I always meet people, every single game. Doesn't matter where I am. Every single game, someone will say hi, and I appreciate that because um, people are paying attention, maybe some of you. So, one by one.
2: Didn't you have a discount code or something? You had a $300 off or something? I did. That's true.
0: $300 off. I'm going to keep that right now. $300 off right now if you go to the website for this Michigan tour. And um, Like I said, this is a VIP tour. I do things like in a way that No other tour company, because it's not really a tour company. I mean, this is a service that you really get to be in the inner circle and get to do the fun stuff together that, um, you know, bigger groups can't do. It's not that you can't have fun. And I tell people all the time, you know, like the bigger tour groups, anybody that goes to Hawaii football games, I'm sure I would have fun if I went with them, but it's just different. I mean, my style of doing things is very different. And now it's been 10 years that I've been doing it for. So I've kind of mastered a lot of the things and um, have provided an experience that will... You know, like I said, is not only am I proud of the quality and what people come away with it. I was talking to this group on our last tour at UCLA um, for the men's volleyball national championship. And I talk about, you know, people have never, no one has ever told me that they regret coming on a tour. Nobody, you know, it's always like people are like, wow, there's, it's kind of an expense, you know, and it is, you know, it's like I'm aware of that. But <clears throat> also, I take off a lot of the risk that you would get by just buying everything piece by piece, you know, so that's, that's what, um, Hawaii sports fans is, and um, now obviously doing this podcast and providing um, you know the space for that is important in building community. So hi check it out, and if you're on Instagram, Twitter, hi sports fans, um, link up with us. Um, info at hi sports fans. I always respond to all the emails. And, um, you know, you can get to know me and, um, you know, some people I've talked to and through emails for 10 years now and never come on a tour, but eventually they want to. And I understand because it's a time, it's money, but it's, it's those moments that I can guarantee you, you're not going to regret, like, spending the money on it, like... You might regret spending money on like a big wedding that you, you know, if you get a divorce or something like, especially, but even if you stay true to that person, you probably could, you might regret your wedding just because of the expense of that. And it might not have great memories, but I can always guarantee you a good, a good memory. And that's something that a lot of people can't say, but... <clears throat> i think the the thing that only the closest thing that comes to a poor memory in my mind i'm not gonna i'm gonna be an ombudsman right now for hawaii sports fans and 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 recognize the things that might not have gone well but we went to Dallas cowboy stadium and if you go to the cowboy stadium you can't really park right next door and they're sure you're paying 250 dollars which is kind of like your sofa right now Jeez. um you know if you want to come to SoFi with hawaii sports fans though you don't have to it's all built into your tour package but um that's also at hisportsfans.com but i think somebody stepped into like a little bit of a pothole so and, she, and I still bought her a six pack of her favorite craft beer. And I felt bad, even though it wasn't my fault. It was like, I had 80 year old one with dementia who didn't even step in the bottle. So I was like, okay, it is what it is. But no, I, I she was awesome. And that was the most that I, um, I, the closest that I came to like calamity, I feel like, and that's over 10 years. And um I think that's the thing that, what well, we're, what the best part of it is growing community and, um sometimes we can only do it online and sometimes you know when we're luckily now especially that we've come out of this pandemic we can do it in person so um come join us hiSportsFans.com, and come meet especially people like sean iman don't get the wrong perception of him okay because um in the twitter (laughs) world sean has sean has felt like he's been taking licks um but you know um sean just talk about talk about that you know twitter is one of those places like I said, I, I don't think I've been really engaging on Twitter and with Hawaii football for at least maybe five years, maybe, but I know some people have been doing it for, since the inception of Twitter and um, that's cool. I just, you know, I was doing the message board thing, like I said, and um, like, that's why I want the podcast to be our version of the message board, but just us talking and us being able to talk. Cause it's like, it's easy to be online. It's easy to have opinions of people. It's easy to to not also take things the wrong way too. So. Um, but Sean, to talk about your dilemma that you're facing right now, or, um, we want to help you out.
2: It's, with it's, it's not even a dilemma. It's just, I just feel like, uh, I guess it was brought to my attention that like they say I'm, I'm too negative. And it's like, I think I put lots of pro UH stuff out there. Like I've, I, I, I bet I think I banged the pan pretty hard on, you know, supporting UH and trying <laughs> to, you know, support this team and this program. You know, but I do have opinions, and I do have some things that I feel like could be better. And if you know, I just feel like if you don't like it, just unfollow me. You know, don't don't tell me to be quiet because you know that's not going to happen. Because I, I I've been some of the people this.
0: that could be, and I don't want to cut you off, but you you brought this up to me earlier, and I think this is important. You don't even know who's it's like anonymous. I mean first of all sean so it could be like the people that think that you're being critical of them that are hiding behind these these names and let's face it that is a problem with hawaii people think that people are too and you're not even you're not negative at all that's not even that's like (laughs) like literally like go to new york go to chicago like go to a a big sports city and see what negative go to to seattle i mean like Mm. even like you know like a, a city that you're familiar with i mean even freaking Fort Collins, Colorado. I mean, they're calling for the CSU head coach and everything, and how they were talking about the team. I mean, so
2: I I think I am a kind of a glass half empty guy, but I I, I feel like I'm a realist. I also feel like I put lots of good stuff out there too. Yeah, I don't think I'm you a, need
0: to worry about that. I don't think you need so to worry about making. Yeah, it's it's
2: it's it's nothing big. It's just you know. It's just, you know, like you said, Twitter is an echo chamber and, and and this goes back to like being on the, the message board and, you know, sometimes you just get caught up in stuff and, it, you know, you, sometimes you just say, you, you might say something that you you probably, you know, you might want to take back a little bit later. But, you know, it, it is what it is. It's fine. Like, I, I, I'm perfectly fine with everything that I've said and it's
0: all good. Oh, I think about a th- <clears throat> shout out to Fuchsia. So I'm giving it to you right now. But um, Wait, because she, know- she, she, and I'm, I'm only going to segue her here in here because she has a, she, she is a Twitter queen. And, um, you know, yeah. even when I met her, she was, she had already kind of a Twitter Hawaii football thing. And, um, it's hard to deal with attention because yeah, a lot, obviously a lot of it is positive, um, you know, um, especially for, she gets a lot of positive attention, but it comes, it, it's all matches. And, and like everything kind of matches up. I mean, like, and the, the higher you go, the the higher it is on both sides. So. Right. It's a double edged sword. Exactly. You get
2: positive attention, but on the same side too, there, you know, there might be, uh, there might be some criticism or some, you know, even, maybe jealousy or just you know questioning
0: so yeah i mean i I get that i get it people just being yourself is gonna be important and i have to remind myself of that you know like even have people that have shticks, like i said people that have whatever branding that they're trying to get off. you know whatever portray on twitter that's fine and I'm okay with whatever people are trying to do because it's twitter it is a wild wild west anyway so i mean people are going to say things and they have the power to do it so we kind of empower them as well on our own we have to take the agency away from them um by at least not not engaging and that's something that's hard too because there aren't that many people like we said and that should be a some a wake-up call like there aren't that many people in really the twitter space and hawaii football realm i mean not saying there are a little a few but if you know a few dozen people who are active who we, we still don't even know in real life um if they're the ones that are the loudest that's not a good thing honestly i that's like we need real human beings like i go to right. boise i go to these other places I, I meet these people like they they have real personas online and then you can see them at the games i mean even cheebs you know our boy el Chibbo, you know like he's you know he'll say hi to you at the game. He's he's not he's not the biggest mr aloha but um, he's you know he's he's a guy that is not afraid to ever and that's just somebody who's been on message boards even when he was a kid like an adolescent and he was sharing photos of himself so i'm saying like and i respect that people are like him are not willing to hide behind anonymity because I think it does hurt the space, but um, you know, some of that one can't be anonymous and everybody likes, so we have to figure out the formula is La head. So, um, you know, La head, <laughs> You talk about your, your, I mean, what do you think about like Twitter and Hawaii football and just like fans and in general, like not just Hawaii, but you know, like that space. And what, what do you think about, what do you, what do you use it for and what, what do you think it's, you know, good and bad double-edged oh. sword, like John said?
1: Yeah, for me, I try to use all my social media accounts just to just to brighten people's days. You guys know me. I'm a mm-hmm. joker. I love to mm-hmm. joke around, be funny. Yeah. So and, and and like we were talking about this earlier in this day and age, it's so people get so easily offended. So it's like mm. I can't even, you know what I mean? So like sometimes if I wanna post a stupid joke Friday, I gotta think twice like, hmm. will somebody take no, you know be offended by this stupid joke. So but you know and I understand trying to be positive with our football team and believe me, we're all diehard fans. Yeah. I have been I've been through the bad. I, I, I went to every game that Von Afton coached. You mm-hmm. know, I went to every single game and of course, I try to be positive, but at the same time, I'm also realistic, yeah? Yeah. So, and case in point, like, I'm the worst, especially, like, for example, you know, the 2007 when we were playing Washington and we are down 21-0? My wife will vouch for me because I'm the worst. Once we're losing by that much, I was like, this game's over already. We're going to lose. Our undefeated season's over. Our oh, what season's kind of fan about. are you? yeah (laughs) you're the worst but we don't give up you you cannot give up but that's just me i'm always like that like oh it's over already we're not gonna come back but like i said we're just realists and like if you everyone asks me hey how's the team looking how's the team looking and we all said I'm, i'm giving us three wins max and that's (laughs) not saying timmy chang's a dumb coach
0: yeah, it, of course it, not. Yeah. Uh,
1: he got some major challenges. I Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I don't know how to get out of here.
0: No, but you're right about, you know, the fact that being a realist sometimes interferes. I mean, because there are people that love to complain, of course. I mean, my, my grandpa is one of those people. He's the guy that that's grew me on UH score. football. And yeah, that's I what, what no Twitter, is for. On Twitter
2: Like, yeah. seriously. Uh, uh, people. <laughs>
0: But look, at the end of the day, like we said, you can't take things, you know, too seriously. But you also have to realize that, you know, people are going to, you know, make judgments based on what little they know about you as well. So that's why it's important to focus on, you know, like we said, offline. Like for me at Hawaii Sports Fans, especially, it's about meeting offline. It's about the experience together. Twitter is a great tool, but it can't be taken seriously. Like I can't. Like I, I, this is not a t- offense to a lot of people, but like most people's opinions, I like, I don't really care about like, like it's like 97% of opinions are like, like just like wrong. Like to me, like <laughs> out, like, okay, like that's stupid. <laughs> and like, whatever, like if you want to challenge my opinion, go for it. Like, I don't even get like, I'm been alive long enough. And I know, but like, like, I just like, I don't even share my opinions enough, like as much. And I don't even care. Like, I don't think enough people care. So like, I realize that's like it's one of those things that like you wanna jump in the game, like you know, like Elon Musk is like he, he wants to have, you know, what what he's calling for is really what it is already, like the Wild West. But it's like we need to we need to make it restrictive because um, you know, it can get crazy. So like we can't get offended by just words. We can't get offended, by people are making personal attacks and people are going crazy and you don't wanna scary when it gets to that level, you know, you're like AOC or something and people are just unhinged. But, you know, like you have to also realize that um when you're trying to move a narrative and people are listening to you and you have an audience like it's going to shift opinions as well and um i see that on social media i see people you know it's like people that lose a lot of weight or something you know it's like they went from like kind of being in the background and like they get really proud and like and i'm i'm for it. i'm like very pro like people going for like that the body that they have in mind whatever even, even if it feels toxic to go for it but like People change, right? They, like, get really proud, and they show it off, and then they're like, wow, other people are haters. And it's like, yeah, welcome to the world of people being haters. Like, that's how it is. But you can't take it personal. You just have to realize that it's, like, that's getting exposure. And, like, it's not not easy, Sean. But at the same time, like, you're somebody that you – I've already earned a reputation for yourself. So that's why people are going to be like, oh yeah, sure, I do am doing this, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, like like Derek Branch attacking me on my own Twitter space. Like I was like, we right. reached a new low. Like one of the greats of all time that I respect is attacking me on my own Twitter space. Like, <laughs> bro, like that's what I'm saying. Like, what can I do there? It's like even somebody that I show respect for went after me in front of my own audience. You know, it's like, you know it's like that's just like how it is like people get really offended and you know it is what it is but like you know it 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 is at the end of the day what intended for too is to bring people together and to whether it's to create conflict or not these spaces are um ways of building community online but like we said um you know if you see Nalo Head, you see Sean, you see anybody, you see me, you just say hi, obviously, and you always say we're, hi back. We're
2: real people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not losing any sleep on stuff I'm posting on
0: Twitter. So. Yeah, exactly, and yeah, and you shouldn't. And I mean, you shouldn't have to worry about outperforming either or outshowing. Like, it's crazy. Like, I and that's the thing is like, it's everything that you do. And like, like I said, I applaud. Like, I wanted to shout out some of those people are sharing videos and stuff. It's like, that's awesome. You're taking the time to show old videos and stuff like keep doing that. I know Mark. Yeah. Um, at, you know, at that's Sports awesome.
2: forever, man. That,
0: yeah, I don't know who that is, that but account. no, that's, that's no, that's good. So those are the kind of things that's like, those people are taking time and looking through archives and it is what it is. You know, we still don't know who these people are, but at this end of the day, they're benefic- benefiting benefiting the, the product, the brand in, in general, which is awesome. And like we said, Spectrum has the rights to all of these games or whoever has them now show them like, do something be able to um you know bring those memories back and engage people in a way that you know maybe is nostalgic or something to get them to want to come to games again so you have to or
2: or, or you could show the same four games
0: that we've been watching <laughs> yeah. the last six months
2: okay. over and That's over and sense. over again brah
1: and, and they could use their twitter feed and take a poll okay name some games that you want to see and then they'll, we can pick a poll yeah. and whichever game wins air that game
2: air that so, game on Saturday night yeah. just like uh, it's a it's
0: really like, good idea cool. <sighs> maybe we but, gotta do just um, joint Hawaii sports fans joint watch shows like on YouTube like where you invite people to buy like the, the games are on there too that's something actually I wanted to do with the three of us we should like watch old games together and like have an audience watch it like I'm down Yeah, let's do something like that. But um, I think that's a great thing. But those are teams in the past. Like we said, we're looking forward. Um, It'll be, you know, rough, like we said, for Coach Chang. And that's why. And it's what he's inheriting. It's not the fact. It's not like what Rolo even inherited or what Graham inherited. It's like, it's going to be harder. And that's going to be the issue. But I think it's great. They're trying to build a brand. They have like. 77 assistant coaches that i don't know what they do but um they have he has a whole quality whatever um staff so i'm sure he's cooking up something with all these young boys um on staff um but you know at the same time this is going to be a growing thing and like we know the stadium's not going to expand um past the nine thousand
2: so so is it because the is it because of, there's not a need, or is it because the construction costs,
0: the materials? I think the fa- I think that the state is saying, like, why are we going to build it more if you're going to move into NACED? Because they've already cut the check, basically. Okay. It's already in the budget. The NASA is already in the budget, and it's in cash, not even in bonds. So it's basically a goal, you know, but the fact is... Um, it's just like it's a jalopy looking facility anyways like that's like you have to bring it together you'd have to put in significant money to even bring it together let's just be real it's not like tc ching looks good like it doesn't even look that great it looks kind of weird that's disjointed and it's not i'm not saying it's entirely the school's fault it looks good for what they for what they had the time to do it I give them that like it looks at least decent for what the time it, they had it will
2: serve its purpose yeah
0: exactly it serves yes. a purpose but it doesn't look good it's not like something that we would show off it's
2: not the jewel of the Pacific oh <laughs> <Hell> no <laughs> Hell
0: no like you know like I I mean we have a lot of high school stadiums that look way way better I mean that's just where they are and, and then that's just the reality of what would happened during the pandemic too it's not like it's not blaming anyone people need to stop right don't blame the school or they're worried about you and it's probably people from the school, like you said, and Sean, coming after you, <laughs> but it's like, it's not about blaming. It's just a reality that we live in. Because let's, let's start right now. This is reality. This is facts that I'm about to spill. This is, this is an easy way to look at the team. Look at any state, any state funded institution in Hawaii. Can you think of one that they said in 1975, 50,000 people participated in this program in 1980, 40,000, in 1990, 35, in 2003, 30, in 2010, 20,000. And now we're about 7,000 participants in the state government program. Should we continue to fund it at millions of dollars without naming the program? How many people would be like, yes, objectively? Think about that. How many people would be like, this government program that we've been funding for years. That's a downward trend. 10%. Exactly. So people shouldn't, like, people should be honestly lucky that the government is, has been funding. Like, they shouldn't be, like, I know people, like, it's, I, I, it's so easy because the politicians in Hawaii are not great. So, of course, it's going to be easy to take shots at them. But the fact is, it's kind of an old boy network that's keeping Hawaii in the loop, too. They're a part of that old boy network. I don't know why. Look at, we watched the Senate. It's like, it was a lot of a dog and pony at times because these are people that are protecting, are, are protected, protecting each other. Through mm-hmm. government mantles that they are basically abusing fiduciary responsibilities they have to institutions, but they're using them for personal gain. We've already saw that on display. So I'm saying that's not abnormal to me, even in politics. What's funny, though, is the fact is UH is, like, is lucky to still be going. Look at that exorbitant. The salaries have still gone up, even though the attendances right. have gone down. Very convenient. I would love to have that government job. I don't even need to name the institution. I don't even need to name the institution, and people were anybody would say that that anybody would realize that there's a small kind of issues there. Like, wait, hold on. So that's the thing that's funny, and believe me, like I have, I'm not, I'm not like high on like Hawaii's legislative body at all, at any level, and freaking executive anywhere. Maybe we have a good judicial branch, but. The fact is, um, Hawaii football is, is it's lucky to be able to operate at the standard, at a lower standard, and that's really what it is. It's we're, we're, and I'm going by conference. I'm not even looking overall scheme. I'm not even telling you to compete, like we're talking about Michigan. Cause let's be fun real. We're about to laugh when we try and compare Hawaii to Michigan because I'm talking about comparing us to San Jose EONLV. I'm talking about comparing yeah, us those to are those Ohio are, state yeah, Miami.
1: That's what we should be
0: talk about winning well. conference championships and we can barely do that and we are we have the same budgets yes i think we yeah. are handicapped by a lot but we created those problems as well so you know like I'm, I'm at the angels game and the game is on apple tv and i i think um what's the Goldstein? what's the kid the guy that uh he wrote an article i don't know if it was him or somebody wrote an article about their baseball fans but they you know i go to you know most of the baseball games i watch i go to i don't you know and so it's like i don't really watch baseball on tv as much but he's right there it's about like um, how people are losing access because like baseball is going to like here and here because all these major platforms are trying to get mm. rights to games so that they can. But like, can you imagine if Hawaii football sold out to one of these? That would be perfect. If, if, if the, even if everybody had to get Apple TV, forced to get Apple TV, like that's cheaper than $70 a game. I mean like that. And that's the point, like growing your brand through these bigger <laughs> brands. Um, and do, looking outside the box. And that's the thing is like we have people leadership that um, have very cush situations. Let's be honest. There's nothing to feel bad about. And the fact is that, you know, the best way for them to keep those hold on to those cush jobs and pensions and retirements is to not stir the pot too much. So that's why they don't like people stir the pot. That's why we stir the pot on this show, obviously. And people don't like pot stirs too much. Not in I, yeah. All I want furry. is
2: accountability. You're making a very, <clears throat> You're getting paid very good money to do a job, and if I feel like it could be doing better, if it's kind of dysfunctional, then
0: yeah, don't expect that- me to
2: sit there and you know tell you that blow smoke up your okole and you know all <laughs> sunshine and rainbows.
0: You know, and we do have some sunshine in the rainbows, like we said, we're we're here because Timmy Chang um, was a diplomatic choice, but he was a he was a good diplomatic choice. Um, you know, I think the the point is that we when we brought up the June Jones thing since people want to bring that up again and compare, which is stupid now. but if you want to bring it up, the fact is the the buzz would be bigger if June was a coach. period. We still know that to now. It doesn't yeah. matter how big the Brotherhood thing right now or the spring game thing. it matters what today it's like. And it's hard to keep. Do you the momentum? You think it's the same as the day we had the family day? You think the momentum is the same in Hawaii? No, it's not because yeah. it's hard to keep momentum going. That's the whole point. Yeah. That's why you need a broad base of fans who can keep the momentum flowing. we cannot just be the Chang Gang and his kids trying to be Hawaii's biggest cheerleaders to try and get people to when fo- come to football games and buy season tickets. That's supposed to be if you had a core that was solid enough the 9,000 wouldn't even be in question. We'd be talking about how the, and and UH is still trying to do that whole tickets for like a lottery as if, you know, people are going to be rushing in, but it's like, the thing is to not, to not recognize that your product needs help and uh, rehabilitating is that's not, that's their problem. And and that's, um, that's not, if you pointed out, Sean, if we point out any of us do it, it's because it's, it's facts. It's legit. It's not personal attacks. Like, I care like literally. This could be the year. And I'm not to say this right now, too. This could be the year. Like I don't go to every home game. I've been to every UH home game since 2006 for 17 years. I haven't missed a home game. So I've I, and I've lived on the mainland for the last eight years. I flow home, and I've been going to the road games. And I get not and I and you th- I get hate too, Sean. I, I get yeah, more hate absolutely. than anything else, yeah. even after all of that. So. It's just a part of it, you know, and it's like I'm doing it for me and, and just for my family and being able to keep our traditions in Hawaii and my people going. I don't I'm not making money well, off of it. Well, this, let's you not know? stop
2: there. Like they're they're moving you out of your section.
0: That's right. Yeah, and didn't bring that up. So tomorrow, so today we're filming this on Sunday, June twelfth, I guess, but Monday, um, this week, the June thirteenth week, we're supposed to get calls because in our corner calvin's corner which we had aptly named last year um which was near the um uh where the team came out i guess they're gonna put all students in that whole end zone spot so i'm going to have to move so i got to figure out where i'm going to be um but you know we'll see and you know like i said like vanderbilt that's a solid opening i think it's sec team i mean we'll see it should be a good game maybe even if we could somehow pull off a win, which is asking a lot. People need to stop they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, it's a real good chance." Like it's like SEC team. like you downplaying SEC team now of our team that is is picked to finish near the bottom of the Mountain West. Come on, so take him seriously mm-hmm. though, and maybe something happens and we win and we win. That could be a good setup. But Western Kentucky and Duquesne is not going to excite people. It's just not. It's like not. It's not. It's going to keep people away because they're not going to want to pay. So. We're going to see once the, once the dust settles with the season tickets hopefully I get a good location and I'll be able to tell you what the volume is of sells probably when I get to see the whatever the map is. Um, but you know at least they drop the premium in the end zones so that'll help a little bit too so um, you know it's
2: still really expensive on the sidelines,
1: right Shane?
0: Yeah, it's 300 per seat premium fee. Oh, but you get access to the club, right Shane? Oh wait, but, you don't get that either. Oh okay. Oh well, no. wait. See, that's not being negative. That's just reality. That's yeah. just reality. Because other schools, you get access to something when you pay that kind of money for sitting in those seats. And you know, no, you get. You're certainly not just sitting on one bleachers too. Aluminum. Bleachers. Well,
2: isn't yeah. the donation double what the seat
1: or the ticket is? Yeah, the ticket is one fifty. The premium is three hundred. Yeah
0: i mean you know per game that's still not a bad that's not a bad price and i think like for major college football and that's what we're trying to be you have to be competitive um but yeah. the product like i said we got it we you have to demand that amenities facilities all of those things improve so that's why i don't think that you know we uh is going to get any money i don't think it's i think it's going to stop at nine thousand because naced said is already getting the money it's going to be built so What's the point i mean like and what sense. would they do yeah. with it after well, well i
2: mean right yeah why build it up if it's not and like use? it would need
0: pro- i mean that that complex would need work to be like a real complex like it's just like i said four sets of liters pushed together that's literally all it is this it's is a, a
2: glorified practice field
0: yeah so i mean people and people need to come to terms with that too it's it's you know and that's what it is but um, they have at least coach Timmy Chang has been on the road and they've been talking to some people, but we have some exciting names. We have some um, transfers and it seems like a lot of people that are, um, you know, uh, making decision to enter the portal and come back home. And that's something that you can always help with too, is, uh, as, as, you know, as local people, you know, you always have that belonging wanting to come home. You want to leave and you want to experience something new, but you want to come home. So I think coach Chang can benefit from that. And the place where I found out, I I find out personally about all of our new recruits is Hawaii football net run by our own Lalo head too. So um La head Shane talk about some of the, you know, exciting, any, any guys that you are excited about coming to play at UH.
1: Um, yeah. Anytime you see local boys uh, staying home, it gets your, uh, you know, blood pumping. Um, although, you know, there's different tiers. Yeah. It's hard for us to get the top tier. Local boys to stay home, but as long as we continue to get that brotherhood growing, I mean, there's potential to to get better recruits and more recruits to stay home. So last week was a pretty good week with the uh, the Punahou QB, uh, Sagapolu Tele uh, po- giving his verbal, yeah. along with Mu, the Saint Louis Crusader, and the uh, the why kid the whole line. and they're friends though right yeah they're like yeah they're like seems bodies, like they eh? yeah so yeah. yeah it's good to see that but they're they're only uh they're going to be going into their high school senior years so you never know if they have like these breakout seasons seeing you know other schools are going to be coming in and yeah. offering them so uh, it's one thing to get a commitment but a verbal commitment is still another thing we gotta worry about uh because we were talking about how uh, back in april uh some juco kid jordan wright who was a mm-hmm. pretty good recruit he committed he committed to hawaii and said that we're the first who to uh, believe in him so he's gonna you know commit to us and then it's a couple days later. Kansas State offered him, and before you know it, boom—he's committing to Kansas State. So it's not something we're new to. Sheesh. Yeah, we've seen this all happen before. I was really bummed about uh, Bianco leaving to go to Nevada. I really had high—I—I I really have high expectations for that kid. Yeah, I really think he's good. Um. But we also have that Pittsburgh QB, Yellen, coming oh, in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that makes for like seven QBs on our roster. So uh, I don't know about that. Something's got to give there. Um, so we'll see. Um, we also got that big kid from Utah, some six, 7 310-pound offensive lineman coming in too. Um, so we'll see. It looks good on paper. But um, I'm not a big because uh, I know like I know Sean especially like you guys are really big into like the NFL draft. I'm not really a big draft or a off-season kind of guy because I don't care how good you are in high school or how good you were in college. If you perform on the field in the game, I don't I don't care how much stars you got. Yeah, you need to perform, man. That's, that's all that matters to me. So uh, we'll see We'll see 76 days away Jesse Sapolu days to kick off.
0: Yeah we saw that nice. uh, if you go to Hawaii football net on uh, Facebook <laughs> you'll see some of that but yeah you're right you know we do have some um, you know uh, exciting for the future and and I think it's important to keep a local strength and I'm gonna say something I'm gonna bring up something that I brought up. Um, given the fact that UH is, you know, we talked about, like, just how the program has shrunk in prominence so much that it could fall in classification. We've talked about this before. We're not saying it's going to happen, but this is something Twitter, and even, you know, openly, people talk about UH should drop down or whatever. Um, you know, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Today, though, like, we, more teams were officially added to the Big 12, like FC um, Central, mm-hmm. Florida, Houston. I mean... It's going to be more on the outskirts. I mean, UH, being a mid-major, I think, is going to be just even stranger and more gray because teams aren't going to want to play on men's much anymore, right? They're going to play in their little alliances. So, um, you know, eventually we're going to be playing a lot of FCS schools. I I don't think it's a terrible idea eventually for UH to go down to FCS. And if it's going to be even... I mean, I think UH could still fill 35,000, even as FCS power. I mean, you could get... You could build... A you could build a fan base and be FCS power, but at the same time, I think what would be exciting too is if UH West Oahu and UH Hilo also had FCS teams. So, I mean, it would be significantly cheaper to not have you know FBS football, but it would also cut down on costs if you had two games a year. I mean, and I think it would be fun if college football came to Hilo and um, you know both sides of our island on Oahu. Had a team, I think that would be, you know, it would probably it maybe cause create more UH West Oahu pride on in Oahu, mm. and so that's something I thought about. What do you guys think of that idea?
1: That that would be kind of tough, though. <laughs> I don't know how many. Jesus, uh, hard to just make our our UH team good. I don't know how many players we'd get from West Oahu or Hilo. You think it would be easy to make a team?
0: Yeah, I think we could make teams. I mean, there's kids playing everywhere on the, you know, junior colleges or player on the mainland that are not. And there's kids playing at FCS on the mainland too. So it'd be, I mean, my biggest thing would be like funding them. That'd be the biggest thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. I'm not, I mean, But you wouldn't need a huge crowd. And like I said, that's two games already that you just inner island that these teams can play against each other. It's like a Pac West or something. Um, and if they did something like that where they played like Cal Poly or um, if other Big West schools start football or something like, you know, if whatever, Long Beach State or something brought football back, um, that might be something the Big West does to do to expand. And they just add football or something. Um, but I think that might be, you know, like I'm just talking about looking down the line because the mid-major in general, what is that? What like what is it? Like what are you playing for, anyways? Like that's let's be honest. Like we're, we're, what are we playing for? And like I said, I, I I think conference championship. That's what we're playing for. But we're not even keeping up to standard with our conference. So but,
2: yeah, the, these power five teams are just getting bigger. You know, their yeah. athletic budgets are just getting bigger and bigger. And the the trend with UH is we just keep shrinking. Our fan base, our, you know, our, the money. Well, I, mean, we're taking ob- in. I mean,
0: obviously, we need to, I mean, we, we're gonna, it's ad nauseum, but pay per view, obviously, it's like we're taking the, the product away from fans. Um, there's people I've had on the show, members of media that don't even watch UH, barely, and they've claimed to me off camera that they're like, I can barely keep up because I don't have pay per view. I can't watch a pay per view or I don't have Spectrum. I have DirecTV. It's like, even people in sports have a hard time keeping up with UH unless they have special feed or special access or a link or something. So it's like, you got to go and work for that stuff too. So right, I to think
2: it, you have to jump through a lot of hoops to watch yeah. this team.
0: Yeah. So, and
2: a lot of people aren't willing to jump through all those hoops. Yeah. To watch them. So at least not as much as in the past.
0: But what, what path do you see us to growing? Like, I mean, do you see us ever going? Cause I, you know, and when we started broadcasting and started talking and podcasting, I, I started talking about, you know, our desire to go to the Pac-12 and like what we could do. And when I talked about, you know, Mayor Blangiardi, Rick Blangiardi, obviously UH legend as well in his own right, talking about how hard it would be to go to the Pac-12. But, you know, and I still laid out some hope, but I think without, with the latest alliances and everything, I just, I don't know. I don't think it might never happen for UH. And if we're stuck in mid mid-major, I don't think... Like what is mid-major conference USA is bringing in New Mexico State and Sam Houston State, which we've already signed up to play twice since we're not playing mm-hmm. BYU. Okay, so this is reality, and this is well, what it's sad because it's it's <laughs> embarrassing. But I'm saying like that's reality. So um, we're basically playing glorified FCS. That's what um, that's what mid-major has become, glorified FCS without a chance to win a national championship. Because who are you to think you're going to win? When, when cincinnati when they've already scooped the teams that the mid majors that had chance for win national championship had the slimmest chance possible but still they're like hey we scoop you guys up into our new alliances cuz now big 12 big 10 you know pac 12 pac 12 i think will still expand uh, will still likely expand and i wish we were a candidate but i just don't think we're a candidate now maybe if they said you know it gets really nice and people are in, into the team but if we can't sell out 9000. I don't I don't think how we we're, how we're, I don't yeah. I just don't know how we're going to go into the new stadium with um you know and I think we could grow in the new stadium but we would still need new new direction. We have to grow. That's the problem is growing fans. And that's what something that when you're negative about that Sean or I am or any of us are it's because it's facts. So we're shrinking. Mm-hmm. Right. Fan base is shrinking and that's That's a fact. That's just like something that is just like exhausting to have to explain to people is like that is should be a major priority of the department, um, particularly the departments. Their job, like yes, the Senate should let them do their job. But when they're not doing their job, that's when the Senate steps in. That's why mm-hmm. I mean I believe it. You know I don't believe in micromanagement at all. Like people should just have their duties and do it. But people are getting paid a lot of money and not being accountable for it. And there are a lot of money. Some of these state jobs, people get paid a lot of money. That's why they. There is a network. There are like, that's why I'm saying like the whole gay thing, like they're all in the same network, the gay and the the, 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 all the state work. Like, what do you guys think? Like you, people think they're going to rebel against each other. They're afraid of each other. So like you, have you ever seen the school? Like they always wait to post anything mildly controversial because they're afraid of the bureaucracy of the state. So it's like, no, these guys are all in cahoots with each other and saving each other. Um, but you know, I think that if they're going to spend money, I would rather I've been on, on, on opportunities for kids because mm-hmm. more kids would be able to play college football and not have to leave home and we could keep them at home because people right. need to stop I mean, like, I'm sorry. Like, like I said last year too, when you was stomping his feet and you guys were like, everybody on Twitter is mad. And what did I say? I D G A F about <laughs> being on Twitter and being <laughs> mad. That means nothing. Yeah, Any right settled. on Twitter no, force anybody settled. to yeah. do anything. No. Because that's all we have in Hawaii is people willing to get mad on Twitter. We don't have anybody willing to step up to a fire anymore. That's because we don't have a core. Um, that's just the facts. And because, and it's great that people are sharing videos on Twitter. Like, I'm, I'm all for that. But like, that's not growing the fan base in a way that is going to be as effective as, as if you're the department reaching out, mailing to people, going to schools, bringing them out to games, especially when we have successful teams. Like, men's volleyball is the easy in. That would mm-hmm. have been an easy one, and we couldn't sell out the Big West Championship. And we talk about the NCAA Championship, how we should be hosting it, and we should because we would have a lot of people there. Um, but two thousand four was the last time. It's All
1: ridiculous. these people that were in
0: TH, we wanted, it, and people are already apathetic about winning back-to-back national men's volleyball championships. So I think, like people in Hawaii, they it's just like it's it's a we're lucky, but at the same time, yes, it's not. We you need to capitalize too when the iron is hot. And, you know, right now, too, going for possible three national championships with Jakob coming back for men's volleyball, like this is a chance to really grow mm-hmm. the men's volleyball and be tri-champion, try back-to-back-to-back national nominee. I mean, that would be really unprecedented and in a way that is um, on, you know, and making it like a legendary status. So, uh, you know, that should be something that says to the world, to the whole wide world of volleyball you know, keep growing the game. Um, I, I posted, I went back to my college, Vassar college, where I played um, basketball and volleyball and ended on the volleyball team. And I was talking to the current volleyball coach and my old coach who was there um, at their, my reunion at our athletics. And they were they're on that. My, the current coach, Richard Gary, shout out to him. He, he's on the, at the Vassar men's volleyball team. He's on the committee, to grow the game thing. And, you know, it's, it's hard for men's volleyball because this year they really tamed down all this shrinking excitement around yeah. it. And, that's like i mean what a time to be really good at a sport when you know the Mm -hmm. rest of the country is like not caring as much so i think that is the truth about you know men's volleyball but we also have to look at just football like which is our driving our most important sport it's like you know um because like all these other sports are just like this baseball has got to be the one sport too where it's just like and i saw you both went to a bunch of games like we celebrated them having a winning record this year. Like, oh, I mean, I don't know how I feel about that. Like that was, cause it was like a lot of celebrating. Like I thought that something significant had happened by the amount of celebrating going on in social media. Like to say this our first time in the conference, we had a winning record. I was like, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, sure. Awesome. Like um, let's go back to celebrating <laughs> the national men's volleyball championship. I mean, and that's not a, just a slight at baseball. It's just the fact that it's like, I, I don't understand, like, the standard. Like, I don't understand, like, it, it should all be so one low. thing. Yeah, the <laughs> bar is, like, high, the bar is low. When we do have success somewhere, we don't know how to capitalize on it. When the bar is low, it's fun to just, like, keep celebrating mediocrity. Like, we, that's mediocre. Like, being above 500 and celebrating that is celebrating mediocrity. Like, Period. Period. Like, even if it's the best you've ever done. And that's not saying that that shouldn't be something to be proud of. I'm not saying, like, they shouldn't be proud of that. I'm just saying, like, the level that we celebrate it is, like, when people people criticize kids for storming the court for, like, beating, like, the number, you know, 24 team in the country. And they're like, okay, why are you doing that? Like, you know, like, there's time and place. But it's just very strange because I think there are places that – growing the brand and using, like I said, like, especially it's pride month, like having a rainbow thing. Oh my God. It's it's weird. If only our program had associated (laughs) has association with the rainbow in some way, man, that's like, that's easy. (laughs) I mean, we have a very, a lot of visible queer fans who are married, who are in relationships, who are non-relationships, who are, have money, who will spend with their last penny on UH men's volleyball like that's how you grow fans that's how you grow a fan base is through your entire community and being inclusive of everyone as well um, but you have to think like that when you're an executive or you should be especially in the you know 21st century um, but
2: that that would entail more work and i think exactly
0: but you right. know like casually we're just talking about this <laughs> right now and we're talking about it but you know like i'm saying like we need to think you know about that about youth football like what is the future because you're right Shane like you said like we don't know what 2 years even when these recruits come what is it going to look like because let's face it if uh tanks this year which is a possibility right. i mean at some point during the season it's gonna people are gonna lose interest the most the most interest people are gonna have is game one absolutely period yep. that's and then it's gonna wane for the rest of the year and yeah. even if we're winning it's gonna wane because we've won we've we've not been terrible in the last five years so and the, that's the thing is like all the rah rah and all the, like you said, Shane, like everything that looks good on that's that's one thing, but translating. Well, and
2: that's that's where um, UH needs to evolve. They need to make the event more mm-hmm. than just the football game, they need mm-hmm. to make it, you know,
0: experience. They need to, yeah. Yeah, an experience. The right. And like they're, they're not budging on tailgating, and that's really freaking stupid. I mean, it really <clears> is. <throat> I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, like I tailgated with. So I was talking to my uncle, um, Kouakane. Well, his name was Kouakane on the psycho Stephen Sai. We shout out Stephen Sai again. He sent me a picture mm-hmm. of Pashima Mahomes and June Jones together, which was nice of him. So shout out Stephen cool. Sai that he took and it, sent it to me. Um, but, you know, like um, he was even like, I go, oh, uncle, where are we tailgating this year? Like kind of kidding like that. He's like, oh, yeah, we're going to be back at the Cabanas. And I was like, no, we're not. We're not at the stadium anymore. Remember? He's like, oh, yeah, we're not at the LSA. I'm like, yeah, like our traditions are – Literally dead, which is really sad for one thing. I mean, like, and that's something, like I said, the trauma of that, of leaving Aloha Stadium is not going to be easy, especially when we go back to a foreign place that they're going to call Aloha Stadium. That's going to be a shell of it. So it's like where the program is, You have we have to be more forward-thinking in terms of where we could go. Because I'm saying, like, if we had to, if we had a West Oahu team and a, and a Manoa team, they could both play in that facility as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's like literally halfway between both if not closer to, you know, halfway between both basically. So like, you know, sure. like we have to find ways to maximize what we can do in Hawaii too, because if people are going to say, cause what the NCAA is saying. Oh, so I asked the coach I've asked her, I asked him about since he, you know, is very close to the volleyball committee about why Hawaii hasn't hosted. Right. Cause that's something in Hawaii we've been talking about. Why hasn't men's volleyball hosted, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like he said, he repeated the same thing that I've heard from when I was working as a really closely as an NCAA administrator, you know, fifteen years ago was the expense, the expense. Like people jumped to that right away. They don't even know. They don't even look at the numbers. They just like and I mean without even looking at the numbers, they arbitrarily make us pay these subsidies. Let's be honest, like they don't with the fluctuations of everything, they just came up with these numbers. Like they use some actuary or something to come up with, oh, from the West Coast pay this much, from South from uh east of las vegas you have to pay this much like what like it's just arbitrary to get money from us and that's why i mean it is hawaii is getting scammed. but you
2: if you have eight to ten thousand fans in the arena paying you you divert that cost it's worth it
0: yeah if you can get the fans so but even at ten thousand even if we sell out nine thousand at the rates it's going to be hard i mean Night, you know, they they're really gonna be scraping because it is expensive to an outside. Like I think the per game seats are probably gonna be like forty five dollars, right? Sixty five. How much were they on the oh. sidelines? For, for the football? games last year, yeah, for football. How much was like the Colorado? Oh, State eighty 85 yeah,
1: eighty five. Yeah, eighty. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, so they might not sell nine thousand because how, how many people are gonna pay eighty five bucks to sit on those hmm. bleachers on the sidelines?
1: Exactly.
2: How many people were in the stands at UCLA for the national championship?
0: Um probably maybe 5,000, 6,000? 5, maybe maybe 5,000. Okay. I don't think I don't think it was like a lot, but it wasn't like a little bit. It was loud. I mean, it was like significant, but there wasn't like really people on the top. I mean, it was really the lower bowl, but they have a pretty big low bowl, lower bowl at at Poly Pavilion, but I would say still that like yeah i haven't been impressed with like the locals obviously went to columbus ohio two years ago to win the national championship and those people don't another ones that don't give a you know what about anything that's not ohio state let alone volleyball in the midwest like so like if they really want to grow the game they really cared they would lean on i mean the national game would lean on uh and hawaii in general but you know, and having a team at you know a Division One team at HPU, or having a men's team at UH Hilo, like I said, even maybe it's not football, but I'm saying I think it would be in UH's interest at this point. Um, and it could, and it might entail Hilo and West Oahu moving out to uh, West Oahu starting sports, but at least we'd be able to keep money within here and generate um, and get kids. And if kids want to move on to the bigger schools, whatever, they move on to the bigger schools. We're playing for a national championship at. At the FCS level, I mean, and that's, a, that's not something that I'm necessarily advocating for, but trying to make more sense than be the worst and be a mediocre in no man's land, mid major land. What's the point of that? Yeah. What is the point of that? So. But anyways, that um, you know, I think we're gonna have a lot to talk about. Go to hiSportsFans.com, like I said, if you guys um, are looking forward to the road games this year. UH is going to be at Michigan. Um, we're going to see a Lions game. UH is going to also be Thanksgiving weekend after Thanksgiving. That's going to be in San Jose. So our Bay Area Ohana be on the lookout for that. We got some deposits rolling in for that one because we're going to be at the Niners game the next day. Niners Saints. Um, I also have the San Diego State game. That's going to be a great game in October. San Diego State. We're going to be based right in LA in our in our normal spot, and we're going to go head down um, to San Diego and come back up to LA for Rams versus Cowboys at SoFi Stadium. It's going to be another great game. I'm really excited for the season because especially on the road we can do a bunch of things but at hisportsfans.com we make those things a reality um come join us hisportsfans.com um and we're going to also i'm going to be doing a mountain west and we're going to be you know us all of us our panel here at rainbow wrap-up will be participating in a mountain west podcast coming up as well so be on the lookout for that one because that will be um something to listen to to um, generate some buzz going into our conference but um any last words shane no, just good to catch up with you guys, man. It's counting down the days, like
1: we said. So, uh, be patient, but hurry up.
0: Yeah. How <laughs> about you, Sean? Any words, final, yeah, final thoughts? Uh,
2: shout out to Coach Sheffield. I love the fact that he's using the old Race of Ramon meme, you know? <laughs> Another one for the good guys. And uh, shout out to the restaurants that have been feeding the, the boys. Uh, Giovanni Kukaku Mahalo for that
0: Yeah So keep um, Supporting Alright guys We'll see you next time Aloha Aloha
1: Boz